Welcome to Do We Belong Here, a podcast dedicated to proving that everyone has a place in the world of cybersecurity. Hello, and welcome back to Do We Belong Here. I'm your host, Tasha Denos, the Cyber Whisperer, and always one of my favorite people on this entire planet, maybe in the entire galaxy, is my co-host, Pam Lindemont, the CISO advisor at Cisco, and our sweet and talented producer, Serena Gandhi. How are you today, I'm good. Ms. I'm Pam? good. I'm, I'm in our Chicago office, I'm coming to you from the Chicago office today, and I came in about the same time as about a hundred interns. They're doing a tour here at the Cisco office. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's at the old post office. If you know what that is in Chicago, um, it is a beautiful building, but security is um, tight. They have it dialed in. And so getting through that this morning was interesting with about a hundred interns. And I, I was really excited to see as many women in that mix of people that I saw men and it just made me think about what we're doing here Tasha and how you know I, I know I get discouraged I was at a dinner last night and we were talking about the changes that we need to make and why women are leaving this industry why women are not in leadership in this industry and and I just feel like I have so much work to do and so this morning was refreshing after talking about it with some of my female sisters last That's night, so it was good. something that um, you you and Serena know is near and dear to my heart, and I just can't thank you enough for doing this, having me on this show, and yeah, no, getting the... back in a way in which I don't think I ever could have done without you, the two of you. So it's great to be mm-hmm. here in Chicago. It's a beautiful city. Um, how are you doing? What what's going on? I feel like I'm I'm always going to cry. Why do I, what what's going on? I'm going to power up. That's beautiful. I think that is such a I'm doing really good. I can't complain. I'm um I'm excited um about today's show. I'm really excited. We're going to be having a pretty cool guest and I think sh- she will be able to to like bring some insight into um these conferences and things that um like get women excited about being in this this industry so I just wish I could have been there to see your faces all those kids are just like yeah (laughs) I bet you they're just gagged looking at the building like what a cool oh my future is ahead of me this is a state-of-the-art facility too like you walk in and it's um you know you get you get how many people have been in the room like it's a smart building and what the air quality is um it's just it's just amazing this is one of my favorite offices of cisco's to visit it's just incredible really top-notch yeah technology well as i prefaced earlier today we have a wonderful guest today we are speaking with casey zirkus and she is the content strategist for one of the best conferences the rsa conference casey is a part of the team that helps determine the tracks and the sessions 
for the annual conference. And today we have a chance to connect with her and let her tell us like how how this all comes to be one of the, the biggest conferences in the States when it's associated with cybersecurity. So Casey, can you tell me and can we talk a little bit? First of all, hello. I didn't even say hello. 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 Hi, Casey. Hello. I'm like, jump into it. Answer the questions, Casey. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. How are you? Wonderful. You we connected with you when you um when we got back from the conference and we were just gushing on how great it was. What what made you how did you even hear about the podcast? What made you jump like connect with us? So I can't remember how I think it was just like in my YouTube feed that these amazing women were talking about the amazing experience that they had at RSA conference and I was like, who are they? I need to know them. <laughs> And I reached out and because like, who doesn't love praise, right? And when you hear people complimenting the work that you do, you're like, oh my gosh, people appreciate it. And so it was like, talk about gushing. I was gushing over listening to it. I sent it to my entire team. Like, you guys need to listen to this. It's amazing. (laughs) So it was a very feel good moment. And I think I had just reached out to say like, thank you. And now we're collaborating on different different things. So it's exciting. Can you talk about some of the progress that RSA Conference has made and how the momentum can be like used to make greater strides? So, yeah, I mean, it is a huge undertaking, right? And I've been with the company now for, uh, it'll be four years in August. And it's funny because we've gone through different um, mergers and, uh, you know, (laughs) rollovers, and now we're a standalone company. So my experience with the organization has been pretty unique in that my first conference was February of 2020. And, you know, we came home in March and faced a pandemic. Um, So that in and of itself as my first conference, you know, two weeks before, um, before a pandemic was very different from what it would have been, you know, if I had joined in 2017. And then we were no longer part of Dell for my, no, the 21 was a virtual conference. Then we were no longer part of Dell. Then we were part of RSA and then we were a standalone company. So it's like all of these amazing changes have happened for our organization where we were this sort of arm of RSA security. And now we're establishing, establishing ourselves as an organization on our own. So it's a lot. And, you know, I think that as the community continues to grow and we see the demand for, um, you know, the the skills gap to be filled um, and hear these conversations that maybe there isn't even a skills gap at all. Maybe we're just missing the mark on how we can upskill people and bring new talent into the fold. Um, you know, those have really fostered really interesting conversations about what sort of segments of the population and the industry and even outside of the industry we can tap into and how we can collaborate with academia and government and private sector, um, and even with other conferences to understand what other people are doing to um, really just recognize that this is an important field that requires all different types of thinking and experience to bring to the table for problem solving, right? And um, and so, yeah, we've done a lot of work to um, sort of 
get some momentum going on that end. <laughs> so, you know, you, you talked about the praise we were giving you guys. And I, one of the things that I think I remember saying is the value out of some of those conferences people um, receive, not only the content, right, but it's the networking and all the personal connections that we made. And I, I think Tasha, Tasha was exploding on the podcast that you were talking about about how wonderful it was. And it is, it's, it's wonderful. Do you believe that there is value in that? And that's a key element or outcome that you want to get from your work to see that networking and personal connection. And do you have any advice uh, for absolutely? I think, I, I do strongly believe that the networking is why people come to RSA conference. It is the experience of being with and learning from their peers. Um, and I think that, you know, we provide a lot of opportunities for that networking to happen in an orchestrated fashion, but there's a lot more that happens really organically that um, sometimes we don't even know about until it's too late. And it's like, oh, we wish we knew that you were planning that because we could have helped to promote it, you know, with in the other events on our website and let let people know, right? Um, and so we, you know, we have a women's networking reception that we hold every year and, um, it's, you know, this beautiful room filled with all, not just women, but allies and advocates for women in the industry as well. And this year it was like, we had the, um, balcony as well. And so it was just this beautiful setting where people able to, and the weather was on our side, we were able to go in and out and it just felt like, so, um, so full of like positive energy and women and powerful. Right. And then, uh, so that was, I think that was Tuesday night. And then Wednesday night I went to the Cyversity meet and greet. And now I'm in a room full of people of color and their allies and advocates. And I was just like, this is amazing. (laughs) You know, and you really do like Larry Whiteside had said, you know, look around the room and this is what the future of cybersecurity looks like. And I was like, no, this is cybersecurity. This is the industry. We're here. We're doing it. You know, like in last night that we were at a room full of women and, you know, we've got all slices of diversity that are represented from, you know, the student scholars that are coming in through our scholars program all the way up to CISO bootcamp for those that want to elevate their um, careers and, you know, the decision makers. And, you know, when you think about the big D of diversity and the different slices of how you um, represent that, it's it's really where the world comes together to talk security, and it's it's a really beautiful thing to see. That is so key when you're. Um, it was my first time, like I told everyone, and it was, it was. It can be very overwhelming because there's so much good information, right? And you're um, trying to figure out what to take in. And then for like being on a podcast like this, you also want to understand like, how could I get, I have information that I want to share with people. Like, how do I use this amazing tool to like share information as well? So do you have any tips for maybe um, young women out there looking to like share their expertise, but they, they they're not really speakers, but maybe they just want to get some kind of information out there 
there some yeah. special type of knowledge? Like, absolutely. So we do have our RSAC 365 cybersecurity learning program. So um, I, it's now in its third year of existence. We started it really ramping it up during COVID, but we produce um, two podcasts, two webcasts every month, and then we publish numerous blogs. And so we have, um, you know, simply writing a blog, I shouldn't say simply because writing is definitely a skill and a talent and takes some time, but writing a blog is, you know, if you're not a speaker, but you have things to say, that's a great way to get your name out there, right? And we will publish um, blogs every day. I'm, I'm publishing a new blog. So great way, step one draft a blog, um, you know, I would recommend that it's educational and non-product vendor solution promotional, but just really like, here's a problem that I faced, here's how I solved it, and, um, you know, recommendations for really helping someone in the field, right? Like, this was my experience, here's what I did, any suggestions for something different, right? Um, we have podcasts where, you know, we can have just a single guest or two guests that can have a audio only, our podcasts are audio only, so you don't have to be on video if that makes you nervous. Um, and so it's audio only pre-recorded conversations that we edit word for word. So if you get nervous and you make sloops and blunders, like it's okay. It all sounds like you did an amazing job the first run. And then we also have uh, webcasts where we have uh, speakers that can be a co-speaker, a single speaker, or even a panel discussion about a particular topic. So um, we have a lot, and then we have quarterly seminars. Um, so yeah, like we have all this great stuff that we're trying to like make sure everyone knows. And we have on our submission, like we have a submission portal that's open year round and we accept submissions on any topic and in any format year round at rsaconference.com forward slash become a contributor. <laughs> Make it happen. And that's like my biggest, like we can't put on the stage or publish or promote any, what we don't receive, right? And so, you know, it's kind of like uh, my sister was thinking about sending out job applications. I was like, just send it. Like, who cares? You don't have to actually want the job. You can just like want the experience of interviewing, right? Just submit. <laughs> Like, share your idea, share your topic, and it can be anywhere. There's WESIS, there's Cyversity, there's RIASIS, like all these nonprofit organizations that have their own conferences as well, like ISC Squared has Security Congress, SANS has all of their, like, there are so many organizations that you can dip your toe in the water and, um, and expose, you know, yourself to that experience. Listen to Casey, get out Black there. Black Girls Hack, Black Expose Girls in Cyber. Like, there are so many organizations that we partner mm -hmm. with that we're super excited to be able to say, like, hey, they're an industry partner of ours, and they're doing great stuff. Like, you know, work with them, work with us. Just get out there. Do you have any um, tips on how to get on that big stage? Like, for women who do want to get up there and and talk to the world like not me but um <laughs> <laughs> why not I, pam so, not me. um and, and do you see that like do you see like a a diverse group of people submitting or is it is it lopsided like you know <laughs> like what does it feel from your side and what tips and tricks could you do for women who do want to be on that stage like any advice there 
Yeah. I mean, it's definitely lopsided, right? Because the industry's representation is lopsided. So obviously the submissions that come in are, um, you know, are aligned with the representation of the diversity of the industry. Um, we definitely encourage in our submission, um, in the details, we say we are looking for diverse representation of, um, and we define it as kind of the big D of diversity. It's not just about gender or race. It's about diversity of thought, diversity of experience, diversity of do you work for a vendor versus an enterprise, right? And so um, all of those things are super important. And those are things that our program committee definitely take into consideration when they're evaluating the submissions and um, selecting the final tracks um, and the sessions that'll be on those tracks. So, um, you know, we definitely look for, number one, the, the biggest tip, Pam, is like submit, right? Like you can't be selected if you don't submit. And even if you're terrified of getting on the stage, there's coaching available. There's ways to help. You don't have to do it alone, right? Like you can submit with a co-speaker, submit as a span, as a panel, right? Like there are ways to do it that you don't have to get up there by yourself. You can lead a learning lab and you're facilitating, you know, a hands-on training experience. So it's more like a classroom teacher rather than getting up and giving a 45-minute presentation, right? Um, you can facilitate a BOF where you're sitting at a birds of a feather conversation, you're sitting at a table with maybe 20 other people, but you're really kind of like Socratic summer-esque where you're asking like Socrates the questions to kind of make people answer them themselves. But, you know, there is, so there are different ways that you can get involved depending on kind of where you are with your experience and your comfort level, that it's not just, you have to be the single sage on the stage in front of 300 people. Like that definitely is not the only option. Um, but, you know, you, number one, you cannot be accepted if you don't submit. But if we, you know, if we see that the representation that is selected, which we definitely um, go through with our program committee and encourage this is what you know we want to see. We want diversity represented, so please be cognizant of that. If you have to select between like these are three great options, um, you know, let's make sure that we have a representation of diversity um, on that track. And I, so I love that. And you you also start small, like earlier to your point, like some of those other conferences. I, I love that advice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, it, it's, WESIS is amazing, right? And like, and they too have webcasts and podcasts and, um, you know, and I, I don't want to just call out WESIS because like I said, I mentioned a, a slew of others. RAESIS is having their first conference in Philadelphia in October, I think. Cyversity is doing their conference in October in Florida. Um, so, you know, there are definitely other conferences. I think Black Girls Hack is doing something out in Vegas next month. So, you know, there are so many ways to get involved in all different places. B-Sides is another super small organization that has like those local chapters. Um, and even if you're a member of IS Squared, uh, you know, getting involved in those local chapters um, and, you know, speaking among a different cohort of people that maybe you're not that familiar with is a stepping stone to then in front of a larger group. Right? 
And would you say that same advice you gave for the blog would be the same advice you would give for somebody that was interested in, in, in building a speaking? So I know a lot of people that are like, I want to talk, but mm. what do I even talk about? Like, who am, what, what a, yeah. who wants to hear me say something? I think that's a, a big part of it. Not that, that, um, that lack of understanding right. what people want to hear, even though you all have a story, people don't ha- know how to tap into that. Do you have any tips or advice for that? Yeah. And I think it's funny because I've been, you know, curating our podcasts, um, for this month and next month, talking to a bunch of people and trying to bring new voices into the fold of, uh, the RSAC 365 program. And I've said like, okay, you know, I did, I just did one with this woman, Ashwini Sidi at Dell. And I was like, well, how does one become a threat modeling subject matter expert? Like, how did you get here? And that was what our podcast ended up being about because it's like, she's like, you know what? You're right. There's not a lot of threat modeling, um, SMEs and, you know, it, it might be good to actually have that conversation. So it was sort of like, you know, you, you do have to your point, you have experience that is super important to share with other people. Like there are so many young people out there that are just starting their careers that think I want to be, I want to do forensic investigations. And then they may get into that field and have no idea what the heck they're supposed to do on a day-to-day basis and then come to find out like, oh, I don't even like this. You know, <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if you have the opportunity to actually like hear from someone who does this on a day-to-day, what their day-to-day looks like and, you know, the challenges that they have struggled with, even if they have not solved the problem, like these are the challenges that I'm having and this is what I've tried, Right. You know, like there's so many different angles. I want to say there's so many ways to skin a cat, but, you know, <laughs> such a <laughs> such a terrible. Yeah. We'll say there it's you a go. slice of piece of cheese. Yeah. There's lots of way to right. cut cheese, like a squares, right. like on a the, slice. On the cheese lots slicer slice with a knife, you know, like there's ways to do it. Yeah. Just bite it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's interesting because last night at dinner, um, there was a young woman there and she was like, I, I don't think I can do it. And she has like an accounting degree. And there are a few women in the room and we were like, yes, you can. She started in finance. She started in finance. Like we went, we were talking, talking her into, um, give it a shot, you know, like don't give up before you've even tried. And she listens to the podcast by the way. So you know who you are and, uh, <laughs> behind you 100% and you can do this. But with, with women, and, you know, I'm interested in, there's so, so many roles out there and so many different backgrounds that we need. Do you see that in your position? Like, at, at, I know when I start talking to people, cause I'm always nervous about giving people advice. Like, mm-hmm. what do I know? Right. And then I start talking to people. I'm like, oh yeah, I solved that. Like I can, I, I, I can help you with that. <laughs> but is there any perspective that you have on the content that you see the the people that you meet because it is such a a global conference right Mm -hmm. that that you can entice people like anything interesting that you've seen I know this is off script but I'm I'm just curious you see a lot Mm -hmm. and is there anything that surprises you about what people want to talk about or don't want to talk about like is there anything that 
it's kind of cool that you're like, wow, people do this. Like, yeah. kind of like the threat modeling, but. Those are definitely the ones that, you know, that catch your eye and kind of stick with you, right? There was a submission a couple of years ago about, um, she ended up on the South Stage keynote with Britta Glade. It was, um, I can't remember the woman's name, but she did music and coding. So she was like a, a cryptographer who had um, this amazing experience about like hiding code in music. And so she told her story with Britta on the South Stage keynote, right? And so it's like, you know, these things come in and it's like, oh my goodness, isn't that the most incredible thing? The, this year we had two sisters, one of whom is a cybersecurity expert, one who doesn't work in the industry, but they did a learning lab on like um, basically like the human element of cybersecurity. And it, yeah. And so they did like this two hour hands-on experience of how to sort of um, what was the title? Something about bringing others to the picnic, um, <laughs> and picnic stood for something. Yeah. So it, like just these fun little ways that, um, last year there was one that two women, again, the women are really creative. Um, <laughs> but it was two women again who had looked at like, uh, I think it was something to do with like, eating your cybersecurity vegetables or something like that. Like the way to like make people uh, consume cybersecurity in the same way that a parent has to convince children to eat their vegetables, right? Um, so just fun things like that. And again, this goes back to you have experience that is applicable to problem solving that doesn't necessarily have to be cybersecurity experience, right? To number one, to enter into the field. But then you pair that with someone who has that cybersecurity. I've had a woman do a webcast who's in marketing as a, she's in cybersecurity marketing, but she worked with a, a security professional to do a webcast together on cybersecurity and honeybees. Yeah. Like just really creative, fun stuff and ways to kind of get you thinking about like, human behavior, natural behavior, you know, like mother nature and the way that, you know, things function in the world oh. and how those same behaviors apply to group think or, you know, hacker think or so there are really unique ways to kind of think about the enormous skill set of what uh, cybersecurity experts do on a daily basis because there's there's no one thing it's not like, oh, you hack, that's it, mm -hmm. right? Um, so it's really, it comes down to risk management and, um, you know, protecting the business and data. And so there are so many different ways that you have to think about doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Runs to Google right now and Google honeybees <laughs> and cybersecurity. That <laughs> I need to, I need to hear that <laughs> and go down many paths. You also have a very interesting background. So I hear that you, we are, we're teaching people at this conference, but I believe you were teaching people before you even got into this business. How, tell us a little bit how yeah, you did your transition. I was a high school teacher of English for almost 20 years. Um, and I, I was telling Serena that I had, um, I always loved writing and I went in 2011, I got my MFA in creative writing and I was also pregnant with my first daughter. And 
So I was working on this memoir that I self-published in 2014. And and that was pretty much it for the writing experience of Casey Zirkus. And then my friend, who at the time was the CSO, uh, not not CSO, she was the chief uh, editor-in-chief at CSO Online, um, she said, how's your writing going? And I was like, I have two kids and a full-time job. Like, there's no writing happening. And she was like, I don't want to hear that. I'm going to throw you a bone. And she's like, why don't you try writing a blog for me? See how it goes. And um, she prefaced it with, you know, I've sometimes had to pay people a kill fee. So, you know, don't be offended if it doesn't get published. But at least, you know, it's something that you can try and see if you're interested in it. And uh, I wrote a blog and uh, she published it. And then I started writing two blogs a month. And then as soon as my name was out there on CSO Online, like then I was like, able to get my name out there on other industry publications as well. And then I was like, oh, wow, I'm actually making pretty decent income doing this. And uh, so I was able to just make that my career. Are there any similarities between your K-12 education and InfoSec? (laughs) Like, is there, I mean... I, I think so. Yeah. Bit. I mean, when I first started writing for CSO <laughs> online, I was always, you know, making these literary comparisons, you know, like with uh, <laughs> um, Othello and Iago and his ability to swindle and bamboozle people. Right. And yeah. And it's like Ooh. he is the original, um, you know, social engineer. Right. Social engineer. <laughs> like, this guy got his. Got Othello to kill his wife, you know? Like, I mean, he was good at what he did. So, uh, and I, I, you know, I think about, you know, I mentioned Socrates and just, you know, the sort of asking questions to get answers and, you know, Plato's let good prevail. And, you know, like, we've got to get through this. We will prevail. So there's just, you know, a lot of, for me, there's a lot of um, literature that I've read that's like, yeah, this is human behavior. No matter where you put it, whether it's in the medical industry or in a book or in cybersecurity, human behavior is transcends time and generation and industry, right? So we can always draw comparisons. Is that a quote from someone? I don't know, did, did you I? just make a quote right now? <laughs> human behavior. Yeah, we're recording that one. Every time we get a good one, human behavior. Time, generation, time. and industry. Ah, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you guys, we're going to make a killing off these t-shirts. I'm sorry, we cannot share the proceeds because you didn't know just that it was a Just put my name on it. I'll be so excited. I knew that it was a quote. Okay. Okay. That works. That works. We got you. Oh, so awesome. You're looking for diversity. You're making uh, changes. Like now you're a standalone uh, conference on its own. Like what is the future of RSA? Like what, what do you, what would you love to see? We'll, we'll, we'll give it time. Well, what would you love to yeah, see? Yeah. Like the future of RSA now? conference. I don't, I don't know. I mean, definitely we will always be, a conference where the world comes to talk security, right? Does that um, does that mean that there will be more of those? Does it mean that we will have a stronger digital presence? I mean, there's the world is kind of our oyster right now. We have lots of opportunities to um, be sort of the hub of cybersecurity for the world, and um, as you know, needs 
uh, evolve and change, uh, we will too. And, you know, we're looking to provide Mm -hmm. educational information that helps everyone solve their cybersecurity specific needs. And we want to be that source of that resource, that reliable, trusted resource for the world. Yeah. Do you have like a a most meaningful work-related comment that you've received at one of your conferences that's impacted you? Gosh, I definitely do. Um, I know someone made me cry with an expression of gratitude. I can't recall it exactly right off the top of my head, but um, there was a lot this year that I felt really proud of. Um, We had evolved what was our She Speaks security that then became inclusive security to um, truly be an inclusive security track this year. And our focus was um, what what does the cybersecurity workforce of the future look like and how do we get there? And so the track was filled with sessions that um, sort of explored different elements of answers to that question. And um, for me, I felt like we had greater representation of all walks of life at conference this year. And it's totally anecdotal, but I just felt like everywhere I looked, I wasn't just looking at a pool of one thing. You know, like I was I was in a beautiful representation of really the diversity of the world, which um you know, I know it sounds corny, but like I re- like I was on such a high the week of conference, and we had a networking um, breakfast that preceded the inclusive security track, and we had almost a hundred people attending the breakfast, and then we it was like at the end of the track was the cybersecurity meet and greet. So I was just like Wednesday night, I was like, oh, ain't so nothing gonna break my stride. Like I was just, <laughs> I was so excited. I was just like, yes. This we did yeah. it. Like this is fantastic. So, um, so that's what I want is to continue to do that. And um, you know, and I think the people that I have the great fortune of working with, both in my organization and our association sponsors, are, you know, we all have the same goal. And um, and it's really wonderful. Like there's a group of us that um, that get together once every Friday. Um, and we're the cybersecurity events, inclusive working, inclusion working group and (laughs) is what we call ourselves. But, um, we, you know, we have these conversations about how can we do better? How can we help each other do better? And Mm. that really is, um, you know, so rewarding to know that like, these are sure they're competitors of ours in the industry, but like, we're all working together toward the same goal and supporting each other toward that end, which I think is really what this industry is all about. Like it's made up of people who, you know, there are lots of vendors in the space, but they want to share information to help people solve problems. So it's really, yeah, that's rewarding to me. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I'm not going to lie. I feel like now I have an RSA book bag. I'm like in, (laughs) in the in crowd and I didn't even register like, once you start seeing things, you see it more. And I was at the airport and I saw another guy. This is like recently at the airport. His was from, I think, 
I'll, it's an older one. I was like me and yeah. him and I wanted to make friends with him, but he was going somewhere <laughs> that I wasn't going. But I just want you to know, like, that's like, it's cre it creates like there's another yeah. layer of culture and connection that I didn't even register that that developed like I went there and if I did hail that man down and stop him from getting to his right. destination we could have been friends yeah. because we both went to RSA <laughs> I just think that's neat and when we spoke about um nonprofits, you guys connect with nonprofits. I know you did it for black girls in cyber mm -hmm. you connect with nonprofits mm -hmm. to give tickets so people out there it's 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 a hefty price tag, but there's op options out there to be able right. to get to these conferences if you work through, find the nonprofit that you, associates with you. Sorry about best. the dogs. Let me mute myself so for I a just second. We love it. Mm -hmm. you, you have a human yeah. life. <laughs> you have humans and dogs and life. Mary doesn't <laughs> really care for the mailman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I don't know <laughs> so at the same time every day, she really has a little bit of a fit. Yeah. So I forget what I was saying. Oh, yes. So, you know, getting involved in, and being a member of um, Black Girls Hack or Black Girls in Cyber or Racist or Rhesus or um, the Diana Initiative or Reopen Tech, right? These are all great organizations. Some charge a very minimal membership fee. Some are free membership, right? But then when you're a member, like, yes, we do partner with them. And we offer scholarships to the organization that the organization then awards those scholarships to their members. And it's just, you know, building that community and, and that connection. And then to your point, all of a sudden you're in and you feel like, I'm in and now I can connect with other people that are in. And it's just that little thing that makes a big difference and does make people feel like I am part of this community. We do belong here. <laughs> Drop my case. <laughs> Drop my. Yeah, just We're slam done. it down. Yes. Can I add one thing? Oh, yeah. So give it to him. Britta and I are the content team for RSA Conference, and we mm -hmm. are 100% approachable. So even if you think, maybe I have an idea, but I don't want to submit anything, shoot us an email. We'll talk <gasps> through it with you. And we'll get to a point where like, yeah, this is a great submission. You should submit it. That's not to say that it's definitely going to make it because Britta and I are not the end all be all program committee, but like, we're happy to talk through ideas with someone to get them to a comfort point of, yeah, that sounds like a great submission. We're done. That's like perfection. I can't even, <laughs> I don't even know where to go from that. You answered that, right? That's, I, I will say to that, unfortunately, we all, you guys will probably have something else to do because you've been with us for a little while and we have other things to do. So we have to leave here. It brings us to the end of the episode. And thank you, Casey. I think listening to you today, I know that you have inspired people to kind of just look inside themselves a little bit and, and show like, it doesn't have to be on stage. It doesn't have to be, you know, on a podcast, but I can blog and find multiple ways to share my experiences and make an impact because I belong. So thank you for that and giving people like the courage to, to show themselves. And as always, my favorite, Pam, my co-host, I, I love being, spending quality time with you. Yeah. 
remember, rate, review, subscribe. Do we belong here on social media? Where do belong? Pod, 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 Pam. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell me what I'm thinking? Can you tell me? I can. We belong here in the cyber world. We do. And I appreciate you guys. And we will be back again next month to prove it. Thank you for listening to the Do We Belong Here podcast produced by Cyber Florida. To learn more about the show, visit cyberflorida.org or connect with us on social media at Do We Belong Pod.